Chris actually then, peed himself when that happened his first time in uh, West Virginia. Coach Self oh, was like, dude, you got yellow socks. Like, you go back to the locker We were wearing white jerseys and everything. It was a disaster. Them gunshots are going to do it. Coach Self's turning damn near, like, red in, in the huddle. He's like, what Clint are you doing? Like, clipboard snapped, all that. Everything is over with. He might have broke a record this past year for clipboard snaps. I'm not going to lie to you. That's my job. We will never, ever run out of clipboards. Dad used to tell me all the time. He used to tell me all the time. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Rock Chalk Unplugged. I'm Chris Tehan here with my co-host Mitch Lightfoot, and we got a special guest for y'all today, uh, Kevin McCuller. Kevin, say what's up, man. What's up, y'all? I appreciate y'all having me on, and I can't wait. Super pumped to have you on today. Uh, obviously, you just announced you're coming back for another year. Uh, talk to us a little bit about what went into that decision and uh, how the uh, draft process went. Uh, yeah, man, the uh, draft process, it was a great experience for me. Uh, it was fun. You know, I learned a lot. Uh, got to compete at the highest level with, you know, top-notch guys in uh, in college basketball. And uh, really just stayed in touch with Coach Self and the coaching staff. Um, you know, they kind of just let me do my thing and, and kind of go out there and, and grind and find out some information. And uh, it was in my best interest to come back and play for Coach Self and the Jayhawks again. What was the thing that you learned from uh, from the process that you need to get better at in order to, to be a, a better player in the NBA? Um, really just how much, you know, stats matter and, you know, really just, you know, working on your overall game, um, you know, being consistent behind the three-point line, definitely got to knock down shots um, and really just taking my game overall to another level, um, you know, just being as versatile as I can on both ends of the floor. Um, you know, that was a big bonus of, you know, a lot of teams that, you know, like my game, um, you know, how I can play on both ends of the floor. So, you know, just cleaning up things and coming back from my last year and, and doing it. For sure. Yeah, for sure. And we'll 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 keep on the NBA draft stuff before we jump back until your call like your first part of your college days or whatever. But what was your conversation like with Coach Self that kind of I wouldn't say like pushed you over the edge, but what was your final conversation with Coach Self like where he just he convinced you or you convinced yourself to come back? What was that like? Uh, yeah, you know, he didn't really have to do too much convincing, um, you know, he just, you know, talked to me, you know, about, you know, my career and, and how he sees me, you know, fitting in and, and my position really that I was in. Um, and, you know, I was a second round guy for sure if I would have stayed in this, this year in the draft. And, um, you know, he talked to me about, you know, all the possibilities that happened in the second round and different things like that. And I talked to my agency and my family as well. And it was just in the best interest to, you know, come back to school, you know, and, and work on those things that I need to work on. And uh, really, you know, just play in the best program in, in America and uh, be able to showcase my talents and, and go from there. How many times did he mention Ochai Abaji or Jalen Wilson in, in like your guys' first conversations? Oh, uh, yeah. You know, he talked about, you know, how Ochai came back and, and what he was able to accomplish, um, you know, and of course, Jay Will, uh, me playing with him last year and what he did and how, how he, uh, you know, he did everything, um, you know. So coach always talked to me about that and, uh, you know, just being an older guy now in the Big 12 and being a leader, um, you know, uh, he definitely brought that up. Do you uh, do you see yourself stepping into that role of like what, what Jalen did last year and Ochai the year before? Like we've always had a, like a dominant guard um i think you do i think you can do that even more on the defensive end as well as off offensive end but you can do more both sides of the court oh yeah for sure um you know that's why i'm coming back to kansas um to be that guy um to be out there with my teammates and you know try to make a run at this thing uh, we're gonna have plenty of pieces um you know top to bottom you look at the roster um you know it's a great roster you can't ask for a better roster now it's just on us to you know, all buy in and um, everybody you know do the job and, and, and go from there yeah, and we'll, we'll get back to this year's team and everything like that later on in the episode. But I kind of want to go back to 
your decision to leave Texas Tech. And obviously, we all knew, we were all on Twitter that day, you got a decent amount of backlash. Like, what, what was going through your mind through then? And uh, what kind of made you come to Kansas? Uh, yeah, you know, going back to that decision, um, you know, I feel like it was the be best decision for me. Um, you know, I'm so thankful to be able to come to Kansas and be able to be able to play for Coach Self and the whole staff. Um, but yeah, going into that decision, um, you know, at Tech, you know, really, you know, I just wasn't the right fit for me at the moment. Um, you know, I was looking for a new home, somewhere I can go in and, and be pushed every day and, um, you know, be a guy that's going to get coached up every day and work on me, you know, as a player and a man. And, um, you know, I can't thank myself and them enough for what they did for me this last year. And, um, you know, it was a great, great opportunity. Have you, have you seen your game develop from your time at, at uh, Texas Tech? I mean, obviously, I, I think you're a great defender there. But uh, what, what uh, steps has your game taken since? Oh, uh, yeah. You know, playing for Kansas this last year, Coach Sub gave me the freedom on, on both ends of the floor, really. I feel like on the defensive end, he um, he would tell me go out there and use my instincts and just, just go play on that end of the floor and cause havoc. Um, you know, a lot of coaches don't give you that freedom to, you know, take risks and gamble on defensive end, but he believes me on that end. And on the offensive end, just being the guy that pretty much was able to showcase everything, um, whether that's knocking down shots outside, creating for others, um, coming off ball screens. Um, you know, pretty much just mid-post work, um, you know, coach, he, he pushes us, you know, us wings and stuff like that, guys that can do a little bit of everything everywhere. Um, so it was big for, you know, me, Jay Will, and Grady to be able to play for him and be able to kind of showcase that we can kind of touch every aspect of our games. Oh, speaking of Texas Tech, I wanted to ask you, like, what has been, like, the main differences, differences between playing for, for Coach Adams, Coach Beard, and Coach Self? Like, how, how have they been different, and, and how have you uh, adjusted to, to each one? Oh, yeah. Every single one, um, you know, they all have one thing in common. They all want to win super bad. Um, you know, they all great coaches. Um, you know, Coach Beard, he was real fiery, you know, really pushed you. And Coach Adams, he was more laid back, kind of, you know, just just there. And, you know, love defense. He loved defense for sure. And, um, you know, Coach Self, though, I feel like just how he is, man, he's a GOAT. Um, you know, the, the thing, the way that he gets his players to play for him and, uh, you know, he gets everybody to buy in together. Um, everybody's going to play the right way for him and he's going to push you every day. Uh, there's no days where he's coming in a, in a bad mood or this and that. He knows the bigger picture. And, um, you know, he's been doing it for a while. Um, he knows what it takes to get to that level and that's ultimately why I came to play for him. Is there, is there, I mean, I know in Texas, if you guys ran a similar, similar defense, I think we adapted it from you guys in Baylor with that two side, you have the one guy bump the roll and you guys kind of X out. Mm -hmm. Was there anything like coming over where you really were struggling to learn? Um, no, nah, not really. Um, you know, coming over, um, really on the defensive end, it wasn't too hard to, you know, pick up. Uh, I feel like I, I was always going to compete on that end of the floor regardless. Um, on the offensive end, early on, you know, just the, you know, the whole, you know, four game and different things like that. Um, you know, just how you create angles and just play, um, you know, pretty much. It was a lot more freedom than what, what we did at Texas Tech. Uh, we kind of played slower and different things like that. So coming to Kansas, we, we was able to get out and kind of showcase our athletic ability. And that was super fun. Yeah, in that four game, I mean, we, we ran fist when I first got there. But when we would go through four game, that, that first two months of it always looked so bad. And because you don't know whether you have the freedom or not, but really the whole offense is pretty much to just give dudes who can get downhill freedom. Yeah, at first when you start doing it, everybody start overthinking and everybody looking around like, damn, I don't know what to do. But then Coach Stuff, he going to tell you, man, once he trusts you, he trusts you. And uh, you go out there and just got to make plays. You yeah, definitely those, those half step kill. Those half step kill in the summer. Like you didn't make one half step in four game. Yeah. He's blowing it dead immediately. It's over with. Like, yeah. Everyone's getting on the line. I'm, yeah, I'm like kind of anxious to see how it goes with uh, all the new guys you got coming in. Like you've got 
what ten new guys? Like, yeah, it's a lot. Of I new thought guys you guys had a lot, new, a lot of new people last year, uh, but ten is like unheard of. Yeah, nah, it's, it's a lot of new guys. So I mean, that's just you know me, Juan, and KJ, and uh, Jank, and guys that's been there, man. We just gotta you know get everybody on the same page, and that comes with time, you know, just playing together and being around each other. So it'll be it'll be easy. How was uh, how was your first boot camp? <laughs> Ooh. Boot camp, boot camp was different, man. I had heard about it, I didn't know it was like that, but uh, nah, it, it was it was challenging for sure. It's gonna be uh, like I said before, game. It's gonna be interesting to see how the new guys step up to it, and I think that's gonna be a lot of not a lot of weight, but just the responsibility of having to go first in every drill and like yeah. setting the example and talking twenty four seven and making sure Coach Self isn't mad. <laughs> like, yeah, that's it. I mean, <laughs> Got to keep the Usually energy up. Usually, most of the time, like if you're if you're in boot camp, like if you have a lot of new guys, those are the worst boot camps. I'm sorry to to do that to you, but usually, like if you have all the regular guys, he's just like, all right, let's get in there, condition if they talk or whatever. But this year, I'll say, nah, yeah. right I'm, I'm gonna be letting them know. I'm gonna be letting them know, man. We gotta come in and knock it out, get it in, get out. So I'm gonna be saying, sure, it, bro. Bro. <laughs> the fact that. We do have the 10 new guys, and we're still the preseason number one, I think, is, is a testament to, to you, Coach Shelf, Juan, KJ, the guys that they know are the leaders. I think that that's like a, a big testament to that, and everyone believes in, in the fact that you guys can, can lead a bunch of new people. Oh, yeah, most definitely, man. We got to do it. Um, you know, we done been through it, uh, been there, been there, done that. Um, so now we just got to, you know, repeat it again. And you did a good job last year for a first-year player coming in and especially more towards the later part of the year and it was mostly on the defensive end but being a leader for the guys like there was multiple times where like now you weren't getting in people's faces and really ripping ass but like you were sitting there like reminding people hey do this do that arguing with people in a good way when did you start really feeling comfortable to kind of take not a hold of the team but you know take some of the weight off of Juan and Jay Will's shoulders uh, yeah, you know, coming in, um, I done played in a lot of big games too. Um, being at Texas Tech for three years, um, I played in played in some of the biggest games as well. Um, so you know, just coming in, um, knowing the young guys gonna need a hand, need a help. Uh, even Juan and Jay Will sometimes, you know, we had to talk it out and figure out different things and, and how to, how to win ball games. That's what it comes down to at the end of the day. Um, we all want to win super bad. So you know, me being a leader um, and, and being a vocal leader at that, um, you know, I would always put in my little two cents that I could to try to help us win games. Losing, uh, losing seven dudes to the portal. I mean, talk about that. Like you're, 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 they're your boy, your boys when you're at the end of the year, and, it, and I know that's hard get, having people transfer. But I never experienced something where seven of my buddies left. Like what, what's that? What's that like? And, and how's that experience go? Uh, yeah, it's crazy, man. Uh, it seems like it was like a coaching change or something. How many guys like had like a transfer portal? Um, but yeah, man, I'm gonna miss all my brothers that left and stuff. But you know, I know it's all for the better for them. Um, you know, I know they're all in great fits now and great positions, you know, succeed and stuff like that. But yeah, it's been crazy, man, having seven guys transfer out. Um, you know, the bondage that y'all have is for life always. So it's just just crazy seeing everybody go down there in their different paths now. And you were obviously in that position last year. Uh, coming in the transfer, was there any piece of advice that you gave the guys, or were you just kind of like, hey, we know it's the best for you, no hard feelings, like it's going to be uncharted waters? Um, yeah, you know, when guys would ask me and talk to me about, you know, their decisions and, and where they were going and different things like that, I just tell them just believe in yourself. Um, everybody's journey's different. Um, everybody, you know, got to do what's best for yourself at the end of the day. Um, you only get one shot at this thing. So um, I would just tell them, man, just go out there and, and give it to y'all, and wherever you find your next home, just go kill it, bro. 
Who were the final schools that you, you decided to between when uh, when you te- transferred from Tech? Um, I had pretty much everywhere, um, but my last two schools was uh, KU and Gonzaga. Mm-hmm. That was my final two. What what uh what put KU ahead of Gonzaga in that race? Uh, first off, Gonzaga was all the way in Washington. Uh, it was it was super <laughs> far, bro. That joke was far out there. But um, really, man, I wanted to play just for the tradition at KU, man. It ain't nothing like it. Um, and then you know the fan base is crazy. Um, and then of course you can't you can't beat playing for Coach Self in that aspect. And also it's the Big Twelve Conference. Every night you're gonna play play uh, elite players. So I want to be in the best conference too. Going and from oh, I already asked about what your conversations were like with Coach Self trying to get you to come back. How was it like? Because me and Mitch, we all have our stories. We ask everyone who comes around Kansas. The first time that like Coach Self calls you, or like, how was your recruiting process with him? Because he let—I mean, he called me. I picked up the phone and was like, "Yes, sir." Like, I'll be there in the morning. Yeah, (laughs) I'll be there. All right. (laughs) Nah, yeah. What mine was crazy because I was actually in the pre-draft the year before, and I had just put my name in the portal. uh, Was keeping my eligibility open, and I had just got out the shower, and I guess my name had officially like hit the portal portal. So um, Coach Sub was actually the first head coach that called me. Um, so I seen it. I was like, I it seen it, it said a Lawrence, Kansas number. So I was like, oh, man, this might be Coach Self. So I picked it up, and he was like, hey, this is Bill Self. And I was like, okay, what's up, Coach? Because I had been playing <laughs> against him. I had been playing against him for three years. So he was kind of like my enemy in a way, man. We used to go at it. I used to look over there and talk a little mess to him every now and then. But, um, you know, so it was super dope just hearing him and, um, you know, how much love he had for me in my game. And, and that was a big factor. I mean, he was the first coach to pick up the phone when I entered the portal. And then when he got on the phone with my family and stuff, and we all got on the phone together, um, the rest was history from there. Yeah, if you don't want to go to Kansas, don't let Coach Self talk to your parents. Because yeah. as soon as he gets on that phone call, like, it yeah, made me And then when he calls you a stud or something like that, it makes you feel good, man. It makes you feel good. You're such a stud. Yeah, you're such a stud. <laughs> <laughs> what uh what's it been like you've been in Allen Fieldhouse as an opponent and you've also played there as a Jayhawk like what's the what's that like man being being an opponent uh, it's crazy man walking in there um when it's really rocking uh, we had some crazy games I remember when we played played jaw there um when I was at Tech when uh Ochai and then we was in double OT. Uh, that game was crazy, man. Just the environment. It was. We had some battles in there for sure. Um, but yeah, playing there when when I when I'm a Jayhawk now, man, it's crazy, man. It ain't nothing like it. It's surreal just running out that tunnel. Um, you just can't get enough of it, man. Is there anything that you guys as coaches said to you guys before the game, like, hey, like you're at Allen Fieldhouse? Like, I, I know other other people have said that before. But, like, is that something that coaches actually talk about or? Yeah, no, for sure. Um, they try to get all the young guys ready, especially that, you know, um, that have never played there, um, kind of get their mind right. Um, you know, it's going to be some moments in that you can't hear each other. Um, you just got to trust each other and be on the same page as they used to tell us. So. And so going back to another uh, t- Kansas-Texas Tech rival, rivalry game, I mean, this year's senior night, you give your – I mean, you're, you're going – really playing your last game in Allen Fieldhouse as of then, going to play against your old team – you hit a thousand points to really kind of put the game away. What was that feeling like? Was it just like, all right, all circled, like it came full circle, I'm done, like I could quit right here? Man, that joke was crazy, man. It's like it was like a storybook ending. Like it was for the Big Twelve Championship against Texas Tech on my senior night, and it was my thousand point to put the game away. It was just crazy, man. It was a surreal moment. I ain't never felt nothing like that. At the at the moment, I didn't know that was my thousand point, but after the game, they all came up to me and said that was my thousand point. That was crazy, man. So it, it was a really emotional day that day. 
Outside of uh, obviously play, like playing at KU on the road, what's the hardest environment to play in in uh, either the Big 12 or in the country that you played in? Mm, I would say craziest environment I played in the Big 12. When West Virginia's actually like rocking, it, it's not bad. Like that, I mean, Do you the flinch whenever they shoot that damn gun off? Yeah, yeah, it scares me every time. And, and I like right every before, single time. Yeah, right, right when you're in a timeout like, or in the huddle, right before you're going out for the game, man, it's crazy. Uh, West Virginia is cool. Chris actually then, peed himself when that happened his first time in uh, West Virginia. Coach Self oh, was like, dude, you got yellow socks. Like, you like to walk we were wearing white jerseys and everything. It was a disaster. Nervous, <laughs> Them gunshots are going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> nah, Dude, yeah, that... say, I'm not gonna lie. Tech was like for me, like probably when you guys did the swag serve at Tech, like yeah. I was there my, I think I might have been your freshman year. Mm-hmm. That place that was crazy. Year, yeah, the, the swag serve is crazy. Yeah. So we we uh was that your freshman year when we uh we played what? you guys for the Big Twelve Championship with Devonte and them? Um, and Devontae, uh Marcus, and Azubuki and them. Yeah, that was my freshman year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Y'all, y'all were good that year too. You, you yeah. had uh, what's his name? The dude played for the Sixers. Um, um, Zaire and all them. Yeah, he was Zaire, yeah. crazy athletic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was dumb athletic, crazy man. Didn't you guys? Did you guys beat us in the Fieldhouse that year? Or was that the year before? Mm-hmm. No, that yeah, was that year. That was that year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was. Whenever you lose in the Fieldhouse, God. Yeah, I know. That's, we, that's we, not we okay. Ran, nah. We ran for that one a good amount, Kevin. A yeah, yeah. Amount. I already know. We lost to TCU at home. Yeah, that was, a, that was a rough one right there, too. We had the 7 a.m. All right, guys, time to practice. Coach, hey, time, to, over time to get it. Time to practice. <laughs> Don't matter. Got to show up and got to get it in. Oh, 100%. Yeah, and then we came back that night or something. I mean, that was over winter break, too. That was one of the few times in my career where, like, I think I called my parents and was like... I was sitting in the car with you and you called your dad. You're like, Dad, I can't do it anymore. <laughs> I got to go. Dog, like, I didn't even play it. I'm dying out Winter here. break like, is crazy, really too. My life. <laughs> Winter break is crazy. You don't got no classes, no nothing. <laughs> nothing to save you. I got a, I got a quick question. One of, the, one of the fans sent this one in. Who's a better defender, you or Juan? Oh, I'm going with Juan, man. Juan be locking up, man. He he gonna say yeah. it's me, but I always say it's him, bro. What well, he be doing, ninety four feet, man. That's that's Juan though for sure. Do you guys uh, get into it in practice when you guys are having to guard each other? Like that, I think that must be a, a competition that is yeah. fiery as hell. We always mess with each other all the time. I'll try to take him down low to the post, and then he'll try to pick me up full court. So we just be going at it every time, messing around and stuff, man. Yeah, and there's zero points scored in that, for sure. Yeah, we just be in there fouling each other, locking up. <laughs> it gets to a point where I'm just like, God, dude, this time you're basketball. Yeah, that's what it gets into, but, man. We just start fouling each other. <laughs> And you guys, like, but you know, like, Coach Self loves that. Like, he sees you guys sitting there, like, not even letting each other move, found the shit with each other. Like, he's really sitting back there, like, God, this is my, like, we're going to win the next game. Basketball game was zero to zero with good defense. It would be his favorite game of all time. He'd oh, he loves fine. that. He loves it, man. He loves it. This is a little bit more in-depth question. I wanted to ask you your opinion on NIL and the transfer portal. The the fact that people can transfer anywhere one time free. Like obviously, I think that benefited you pretty well. And then obviously NIL at Kansas. Talk about how that's how that's benefiting benefiting us and then benefiting the game of uh, college basketball. 
Um, yeah, it's crazy now. It's like a whole new era, man. Uh, the transfer portal's been dope um, because, you know, people, you know, some people are just not in the right position. Um, some people just need a new home. And, um, you know, just for instance, for me, um, it's been working out great for me and I'm loving every moment of it. Um, and then, uh, yeah, the NIL, it's been huge, man. It's pretty much like it's pro sports now in a way. Um, you know, it's, it's definitely a bonus and a blessing um, to be able to play in a time where you can make some money to, you know, help out your family or do different things like that and give back to people as well, too, um, that's less fortunate. So NIL has been a huge, huge, uh, huge thing in basketball now. And, um, you know, a lot of people are getting that bag now. So it's crazy, man. How did how did they introduce it to you guys? I mean, for, from our experience, it was just like a it was a Monday night in July. They were like, hey, yeah, you guys are going to be able to make money tomorrow. Like. Like, oh, wait, huh? <laughs> and then, like, it just kind of, like, happened. Like, what was that like? Yeah. What did they introduce it to you guys? Uh, when we found out, everybody was just so uncertain of, like, what it was, um, like, what to do to get money and what not to do. Like, you were scared to do a deal with, like, a company because you didn't know if you were going to get have to sit out games or something like that because it had been, like, you can't you couldn't do it for so long. So when it finally came apart, though, and everybody started figuring it out, man, it got jumping, though, for sure. What's been your favorite NIL deal that you've done so far at uh, either Texas Tech or here at KU? Um, I did I did a cool one with Canes at Texas Tech. Um, you know I had like a drive through day um, for charity, um, a boys and girls club that my dad he was coaching out in Lubbock at the time. Um, you know it was a boys and girls club. A lot of the kids went to his high school that I would go over there and mess around with. So I got to do a charity like a whole drive through day. All the proceeds went to them. It was pretty dope. I ain't gonna lie because all the kids they was just having fun, just turned. So it was it was a good time. That's awesome. Is there is there a deal that like you haven't got yet? But like your dream NIL deal, well, there's, I mean, not even NIL. Yeah, we're, te- we're teeing you up right here. This is this is swings uh, and defenses. Or like Nike or Adidas. Like, <laughs> give me something like, I want to be Rolex because I like something like, give me something good. Uh, I don't know. I'd do something like Tesla or something. That'd be crazy. Yeah, that that'd probably be crazy, bro. Get a whole Kevin, Tesla the, uh, Kevin, the auto driving car. On me, yeah, a little Tesla named after me or something. That'd be cool, man. I wouldn't mind. That. <laughs> That'd be so. Hilarious. They got those new ones. They got the new SUVs with the butterfly doors, all four doors yeah. butterfly. I need a, I need a little, little video with that hopping out and everything. A little commercial. I could do that. So let's talk. Let's talk about this year's team. I mean, we you played last year with KJ, and no offense to KJ, he did great in his position as a five man. But you haven't played with a like a real Kansas big, and Hunter's that like maybe the best that proven coming in uh have you has coach self like given you guys any film anything to watch on the the way that we play usually and in a half court set not as much four game and stuff uh just to kind of prepare you guys for this next year um, he hasn't really given us like any like real film, but he's always talked about it. Even last year, he would talk about you know needing that inside presence that you can play through, and you know it just opens up everything else for everybody else. So um, you know last year, yeah, we had KJ. Uh, he did a great job. Um, he handled his own for sure. Um, but yeah, he always talked about having like that true dominant big, that seven footer down there, how it just opens the floor up so much. So um, you know, I just can't wait. I think we saw like you've experienced it because you played attack when we had dope. Like you saw how Coach Self. Every single time he's throwing that ball inside, like it has to touch the paint prior. Like I think that's going to be so cool because, like, you saw last year, and we, and we figured out a way to do it. Like that's the thing about Coach Self; he's always going to figure out a way to to make things like, make it work. Like even if you could have had you be the, the five man, we would have figured out a way to make it work. But yeah. like now you're going to have a true guy that's going to demand attention. I think that'll also make you a better a better shooter as well because you're going to have more time to shoot. You're going to have guys that are having to pack the paint in on Hunter, and, and that'll make your your life a lot easier. I, I think. 
Oh yeah, nah, for sure. I agree. I mean, um, you're gonna have to send doubles down there, different things like that. Um, you, you know, you know what Hunter can do. Um, we, I've watched him in Michigan a couple of times already. Um, just watching him play and stuff. Um, all the attention he draws, and he's a great passer too. Um, you know, he's not just a scorer. So, you know, he does a little bit of everything. Um, can touch the box score in many ways. So yeah, that's gonna open up things for like me and, and other guys that are outside on the perimeter, knock down shots and and a lot of cutting lanes and things like that. How do you? Do that? I want to go first. Yeah, you got it. How do you how do you speak? How do you uh, lead these new four young guards you guys have? I mean, I know you have you have old guys like you and Dewan, but like, how do you take these guys under under your wing, and how do you make sure that they're going to be the next set of KU guards to be great? Um, you know, just pushing them, uh, just letting them know the standard, um, you know, and just leading by example as well. Um, not only vocal, um, you know, just getting in the gym, um, you know, keeping them in the gym extra late, um, you know, getting in early, um, you know, holding them to expectation, um, which they already know. They already know that expectation if they come to play for Kansas. And, um, you know, they're more than capable um, of doing doing that. Um, so, you know, I know they're super talented and, and, and great young players and they're going to come in and do their thing. Uh, I'm looking forward to playing with them for sure. And there, there's a huge mental barrier that comes with playing with Coach Self. Constant tough love. It's test. tough love. Tough, tough love. love constant sure. test. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's tough love. Um, you know, you got to have a short-term memory um, at the college level. And you got to know um, with Coach Self, he's going to get on you for sure. Uh, he's going to let you hear it. Uh, he's going to tell you what's on his mind. But it's just for the best. Uh, it's for the better of the team. And you got to understand that. Um, at a young age, you can't come in uh, thinking you know everything for sure. Um, you got to listen and, and listen and learn. I um, mean, there ain't no better better person to listen and learn from than, uh, than Coach Self. So. How and that's always hard to explain, though, being like, hey, just forget it. Like, he doesn't really mean it. Like, just brush it off. Like, that's something that I found in my time. Like, everyone would tell the new guys that came in. And really, the only ones that stayed and did great were the ones who accepted that. Not many people did. It's it's definitely hard to be a freshman and be like, yeah, Coach Self just said you should be playing a D3 school. Like, don't take that personal, though. You're a good player, bud. <laughs> Yeah, nah, he gonna say some things. Uh, you just can't let it get to you, man. Uh, he gonna he gonna test you for sure, and uh, that's that's his game plan. Um, that's how he does things, and uh, it works obviously. Um, so for sure, yeah, it, yeah, he'll tell you some things though. You gotta be mentally strong for sure. <laughs> Were you shocked when he uh, when he came when you came to Kansas and and Coach Self was was talking kind of crazy, or was that something that you've been through already? Nah, I'd already been through it, man. I done seen it all, I feel like. So um, I already kind of knew what to expect. And, um, you know, I always tell Coach Self, he's a little nice. Uh, and he, he'll start messing with me. So I'd always mess with him and call him nice and stuff. He didn't like that really, though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know if he punished you for that. But I know some years that if you would have said that to him, he would have been like, all right, let's run 30-30s. Yeah. Back to back. And See how nice I am now. <laughs> yeah. What's been your uh, What's been your, your your thing about Kansas that's that's different from Texas Tech? What's been your What's been the thing about Kansas that, you, that stood out the most to you? Bro, I would say the people in Lawrence, bro. It's it's different. Like everywhere you go, um, anywhere anywhere you go, everywhere you go, just anywhere, man. It's just love nonstop. Um, it don't even got to deal with just the basketball side of things, bro. You can just be going to the grocery store or something, just kids and fans and everybody just there showing you love, man. It's a special place to be for sure. Um, it's, it's definitely a basketball city, I feel like, man, and it's love and it's just growing. I want to talk about now a little bit, going back, talking about last year. I want to talk about the stuff that happened with Coach Self and not having him for, for March Madness. How do you think that impacted you guys as a team? And then, and then what went into, obviously it sucks losing in, in March Madness and, and nobody wants that to happen, but what, what happened in the uh, Arkansas game? Uh, yeah. 
Man, it was tough uh, seeing Coach go through that. Um, you know, that's the reason I came to Kansas to play for him as well, um, and, and many other guys on the team too. Um, you know, not having him that's been there all year, um, it was definitely rough on us, um, you know, to you know, have his presence and his voice being felt in the game. Um, but, yeah, Coach Norm, he stepped up to the plate and the rest of the coaching staff and did a, did a wonderful job, um, more than we could have asked for. Um, but, yeah, the Arkansas game, it was a rough one, man. Uh, we was down, down a stretch going back and forth. Um, and, and late, um, you know, just, you know, couldn't get some stops, missed a couple box outs and different things like that, free throw blockout, stuff like that, man. And those are the little things that Coach Steph would tell us all year that could end up getting us beat. Um, and it kind of ended up happening to us um, down the stretch. And, you know, you got to clean those up in big games if you want to win big games. So, Is that game, like, it, does that impact, like, you want to come back and finish on, on the right note? Like, obviously, making a deep run, everyone wants to do that. But, like, now you have a little extra fire to do that? Oh, yeah, most definitely, man. I'm fired up to be back and, and try to go win this whole thing. Um, you know, that left a sour taste in my mouth um, going out like that, uh, especially with Coach Self not being on the sideline as well, too, man. So I'm just looking forward to, you know, running it back and finishing the job this time. Yeah, and that one stings especially because of the way that, that they acted after the game. You have Muscleman taking off his shirt and going to the student section and stuff. I about broke my TV. I almost came back for a seventh year just to start ripping people's ass at practice to make sure that shit did not happen ever again. Yeah, and that's just a testament, I feel like, to see like what it is to beat Kansas. I feel like, um, you know, every game we got a target on our back. Um, all-time winning this program in basketball history so you know everybody every night is going to come out there and give you your best shot yeah for them to do all that um you know that's just a testament to kansas and, and kansas basketball you're more, you know, you're a lot more mature than i am because maybe it's just because i don't have to say the right things anymore but no bro that would not have been my answer crazy man <laughs> crazy for the people that like don't understand like the bullseye on the back like that is such a thing like you'll be playing against i remember like in our time, Chris, we played against Louisiana once, and they came out playing like, like all stars. Like they're going to make a <laughs> like a Final Four run this year, and they don't end up winning half their games. Like it's it's unreal how well teams play against KU. Like and I'm sure you've experienced you experienced it over this past year, but like I feel like every time they're like, oh, that guy can't shoot, and then all of a sudden he's like four Come four from three yeah. in the first in the first Thanks. six minutes. That's how, like, that's how it always happens, man. Up. That's how it always happens, bro. It's crazy, man. They start hitting stuff they ain't never hit in their life. And you walk back to the huddle, and Coach Self's turning damn near like red in, in the huddle. He's like, what Clint are you board, doing? Like, clipboard snapped, all that. Everything is over with. Dude, he might have broke a record this past year for clipboard snap. I'm not going to lie to you. Nah, he's being sure. around watching on TV. It's just like constant. He does it so effort, like just no effort, just, just bow, just snaps it quick. I'm like, damn. And the fact that Coach Coach Q like has one like bing bing like here you go like, yeah I'm scoops ready. it up scoops it up Coach Q put in the next one he'd be ready to break that one too really sometimes but they, I no. swear they, how much do they spend on luggage just toting the toting the extra clipboards to the games man I don't know man he'd be bringing like five of them though every game it seemed like for sure it's unreal. <laughs> <laughs> that's a Coach Q thing though you know Coach Q is like that's my job we will never ever run out of clipboards like he probably actually dead ass brings like 120 to these things being like if every time out coach self breaks eight of them then this is the right number to have like i'll be cool <laughs> that's that culture baby <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> who uh in your time at ku who's been like the guy that you've looked back a former player that you've been like hey, i wish i would have been able to play with that guy you can go back as far as you want you go back to wilt but like who who else who else would you be like, damn, I wish that, that would have been fun to play with? 
Bro, I would want to play with uh, Devontae Graham. Bro, he seemed cool because he came back for like one of the, the fantasy camp and stuff. And I had never met him before and different things like that. But it was cool just kicking it with him, being around him, man. He was, he was a good person. Him or probably Mario, uh, Mario Chalmers, because uh, he came and worked out with us a couple practices too. Now, um, that was cool to see him come back in the gym and actually get in there with us and actually work out with us, man. That's love. So one of them two, that would have been dope to play with them. And those are two guys. Like, I've been around the program. My brother Connor played with Mario Chalmers. I played with Devontae for a year. Those are two dudes that, like, it's like having a player coach out there. Like we, I mean, our my freshman year, Mitchell sophomore year, we went to the Final Four. Obviously, got our ass kicked by Villanova, but really, I feel like the whole reason we played hard was to play hard for Devonte because Devonte cared that much. He cared that much about us that it like honestly motivated the team to yeah. kind of do that. So those are two good guys to pick, and that's honestly like you. Every year we win a national championship. Every year we do something like that. Like we have a guy like that. Ochai is a testament to that in 2020. Or 2022, in 2020, I mean, we would have won, and we had Doke, and uh, you had Marcus Garrett, who was kind of the same thing. So I think those are those are staples of Kansas basketball. Oh yeah, most definitely, man. Yeah, much respect to them boys. Let me find another one. Yeah, one sec. God, dude, my dad doesn't turn the air on in here. It's hot as. <laughs> yeah, keep that part in there. <laughs> when you when you look back on this year. <clears throat> what would you kind of describe like the overall thoughts of the year? Did you guys overachieve, underachieve? I'd be from the outside. It looked like we kind of hit our ceiling and we played great. Like you guys were dogs. Like I, uh, I think I told Mitch one of the earlier episodes. Like I think this team's kind of like psycho, like psychopaths because they, you guys wanted to be in close games. Like you guys all were sitting there and when the games got close, that's when you guys started having fun. What would be your overall kind of just? overview of last year and the the potential you guys had and kind of how the season ended um yeah i feel like a lot of people always gonna say that we overachieved um you know just because if you look at us you know we really what our roster had um you know a lot of people are gonna say that we overachieved um, just because maybe we've been undersized and been smaller than a lot of our opponents and stuff but i think we underachieved in, in, in my personal you know view i just feel like um you know we could have went farther for sure but i feel like we gave everything that we had too at the end of the day um you know every close game uh, we was pulling them out we got in big moments um we were definitely undersized in a lot of teams um had to switch up a lot of different different play styles um had to throw a lot of traps at bigs and different things like that and on offensive end had to find a whole new method of you know how we were going to get involved in different things like that uh, other ways than kansas usually plays so um, I feel like, you know, we, we gave it all we had and did what we could, I feel like, and we made a great run at it. Um, still winning the Big 12 was in, in a year when it, I feel like the Big 12 was the hardest I've ever played in. Um, that's just a testimony that I feel like what we did. And I, I'll say, I mean, like, I don't think it, you guys overachieved by, any, by anything, like, in a, in a negative way. But I will say it was the most impressive year I watched. Knowing the game of basketball that KU plays, knowing the way that uh, – just kind of how like all the cards were stacked against us at all points like it was the most impressive performance as a team whole figuring it out going through adversity and it has me really excited about this year because we have our core group of guys back yeah. and i know you guys you guys are pissed off and that's like that's always the best recipe for a good season is coming into the next season hot oh yeah you gotta have that man for sure now, i can't wait and i know juan and kj i've been talking to them damn near every day we all can't wait so i can't wait to be back in lawrence and get into it so what uh i want to ask i've been asked probably 15 different times since i posted on social media that we we're interviewing you what's your best coach soft story 
Mm, best coach self story. Um, you know, I'm gonna go with this is what I knew. Like he really like I know he loved the game and he loves to win and stuff. But when he was going through all the stuff, like the health problems and different things like that, when he finally got cleared to come back around us, they told him that he could, you know, go sit on the balcony and watch us practice. And so we're practicing, and I knew he was going to get mad at something. So I'm like, okay, there's no way. So, you know, the ball, it kind of got sloppy out there. And, and Coach Self, he grabs his, like, this whole boom box. He has a whole microphone. He's sitting up there with his legs up on the balcony, watching us practice down low. And he just grabs it and just starts yelling like the loudest I've heard him yell, like on a boombox and everything. And his son is trying to up there, like telling him to calm down because he's not supposed to like get his heart rate up and like just just get riled up. And man, he was up there letting us have it, man. And, and me, KT, uh, Coach KT, Juan, Jay, Will, we're all just dying. We're like, we're, like we're we're doing bad in practice, but we're all like, bro, he's like really losing it right now. Like we got to clean it up. So we started all taking care of the ball extra hard just to make sure he was good too, man. So it it was just that's when I knew he really loved the game, man. How long is this after? Uh, how long is this after he had his stuff done? Oh, this is first day he got cleared. So, so he's he's like cleared to be around us and like you know be up top and and be able to just watch practice and he can talk lightly on the boombox, but he was not talking lightly, man. He was letting us have it and we all had to lock in as as a team and we all got together, man. We got to take care of the ball and play the right way, man. We got to, you know. So that was that was a crazy moment to me that I knew Coach Self. He he's one of the ones, man. I would have paid more money to be in Coach Self's hotel room watching those Big 12 games than I would have oh. paid for a front row seat at those games. Oh, yeah, man. I already know. He was probably in there just going crazy, man. Tweaking. What the yeah. hell is going on? What is he doing? What is Kevin doing? <laughs> what is Kevin doing? <laughs> it would have been straight comedy. That would have been maybe the funniest thing you could ever witness. Oh, yeah. Most definitely, man. <laughs> Who has been in your time in the Big 12? Who's been the hardest – player to guard and, and the most talented offensively? Mm, I get this question a lot. Um, the one person I always say, because how fast and quick he is and change the direction was um, da Davion Mitchell uh, from Baylor. Um, just how low to the ground he was and how shifty he was, man. I remember when we played at Baylor, um, you know, they had three great guards, uh, Butler, Teague, and uh, Mitchell. So, you know, I was trying to guard the best one, but that night they could all get hot at any moment, man. So I I'd say Mitchell, though, for sure, just how shifty he was. And the fact that they had uh, Flagler and Cryer sitting on the bench while yeah. those guys are out there, that's crazy. Like, that team was stacked. Nah, they, they, they were loaded, for sure. Then they had Big Vital, too. So, yeah, they, they had some pieces, man. They had they, – I think they've had the most impressive, like, two- to three-year run of guards that I've ever seen in the NCAA since I've followed it closely. I mean, like what you said, one of those three dudes, if you don't guard one of them right, like 30 points. Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, they, they had options. <laughs> they had options. And, and an efficient 30, like five oh, yeah. for six from three, 10 from 12 from the field, like eight for eight from free throws, like just an efficient <laughs> being like, damn, he just cooked us. Yeah, very efficient, no wasted, no wasted motion. <laughs> I, uh, this is a little bit reverting back to, to the NIL side of things and the and the, the draft side of things. You're starting to see a bunch of guys come back. I know Zach Eady returned. Uh, it's a national player of the year that could go play in the NBA, similar, like yourself, that's coming back to college basketball. Do you think that has to do with NIL or are people just truly want another, uh, another shot at college? 
Um, I feel like it goes both ways. Um, you know, in my case, you know, NIL, yeah, it's a bonus for sure. Um, but it's another year for me to grow and, and learn learn from the best and, and work on my game and, and showcase myself, I feel like. Um, and, and get the job done and try to win a national championship before I'm done with college. Um, but, yeah, a lot of guys, um, I feel like some guys, you know, NIL is a big part of it. Um, if you know you can make guaranteed money and go back to school, um, I feel like some guys are making that decision based off of that. So. Um, you know, whether they go on pro route or not, um, you know, some guys, they, they basing their decision off of NIL, I feel like. Okay, and I, I, I'm sorry to do this to you, Kev, because you may get clipped on this. Well, I'll, I'll have them edit you out, but I, had, I can't hold my tongue on the, on the Zach Eady thing. Bro, Zach Eady cannot play NBA basketball. He, 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 got his, he got punked by a 16 seed the last time you saw him play. He came back because he was yeah, not getting. But, but at the same point in time, he's seven foot six. Yeah. Like you can't teach seven six, and he's not yeah. like he's not seven six where he can't walk. Like the dude. I feel like agile. I feel like he can be in the league, man, and he can get some valuable like minutes off the bench and come in and, and contribute. I feel like to a team for sure. But you can't teach that like how big he is, and he's not just no stiff. I feel like he can move. Like, you know what I'm saying? So like, how do you? I don't like, know. Like, you can't like. How do you like not want that on your team? Like I would have that guy go, like, hey, guess what? You guys got a good big guy. Well, I'm gonna put a seven foot six guy out there, and like he's not gonna see the rim. Like come in and just bang with him. I feel like just bang with him, and you know what I'm saying? You know, be active. You you played middle school basketball. You had that. You had like you're in sixth grade. You got that six five center, big little chubby kid. You come in the first day of practice. You're like, damn, we're finna win everything. And then the dude can't hold on to a ball, averages two rebounds a game. This guy is the national player of the year. In yeah. college, bro. In because college. He's, he's not it's the kid in sixth grade. It, no, but I'm saying it does matter. When you go to the league, like, it's different. When you play in the Gable League and then you go play AAU against <laughs> the East St. Louis Gym Rats and they full-court press your ass and you lose the game 50 to 10. That's why you have guards. He, we're not, we don't want him out there to bring the ball to the court. All, need to do, to stand there and be big. all he need to do is turn, just post hooks right over top. Post hooks every time. Dunk the ball. And then shot block on the other end. That's all you got to do. I'm gonna hit you guys back up in like five to ten years, and and let's see how this take ages. Yeah, he'll be he'll be six years into his NBA career on his first Defensive Player of the Year award. And man, did you say Shanghai? Did you say something about the Chinese? <laughs> <laughs> He's on his way to the Sharks. Bro, that's crazy, bro. Shanghai is crazy. <laughs> but uh, Kevin, I wanted to end this thing off. Give us like your give us your outlook on this next year. Talk about a little bit about everybody we've got back and uh, what's your expectations. And obviously, you don't have to be too uh, reading the future, but just give us give us your thoughts on this next year. Uh, yeah, man, um, coaching them did a great job of bringing in uh, you know a lot of pieces that are valuable. I feel like um, we got some older experiences, experienced guys, and we got some younger guys that are super talented. Um, and that's a combination for winning ball games. I feel like at this level, um, we got a bunch of guys that's gonna compete on the defensive end. I feel like for sure. Um, and then on the offensive end, we got a you know a dominant post player in Hunter. Um, and then even having um, CB's brother Parker come come along, um, being a backup big as well, man. Uh, that you got to have that. Um, a guy that's been in the college and, and been doing that, 
And then, um, you know, the transfers, Timberlake, Terrio, um, you know, two guys that can light it up, um, guys that can put the ball in the hole and both defend. And they're both athletic, super athletic. Juan, um, you know, being a PGL, Marco, and the other two young guys, um, you know, different guys, man. We got pieces all over the board. Um, and myself, I'm just going to come come in there and try to be a leader, um, you know, keep everybody's head level, um, you know, keep us, you know, it's going to be highs and lows throughout the Big 12. But, uh, you know, I feel like we go go win another Big 12 championship this year um, and go from there, go to the Big 12 tournament and try to go win this thing in March and uh, put the, put together a good six games and, and try to get it done this year. I know there's uh, one there's one scholarship remaining. Do you foresee that being used or do you think the, the roster is pretty locked in? Um, I have no clue. Um, I really don't know. Um, I feel like we're good with what we have. If we add another piece, that'll be even better. Um, you know, you know when you have when you have multiple bodies that can do it through a long season, uh, you're gonna need everybody, um, top to bottom, um, all the way one through thirteen. So, um, you know, if, if we bring somebody else on, that's a plus. If not, then I feel like we're ready to go do it. I've seen people saying like, oh, like there's no reason to use the last scholarship. I'm like, you don't understand. Like college basketball season is a grind. Like, oh yeah. Like it, you can never like be hurt by having too many bodies. Like obviously, I mean, somebody's feelings get hurt because they don't play. But like, how can you argue with having more people that can play basketball at the highest level? Like, it, oh, yeah, I nah, think that's kind of you can't, man. You need the bodies for sure. Um, you know, every day just practicing against each other. Right? That's just gonna make us better. Um, you know, having having top notch guys every day in practice, uh, going at it. That's just gonna just help us in the long run. How often uh, forget about that too? It's like practice really does have a plays a huge part into it. You look at our years that we do great. Look at our year like national championship years. Like if you really look at our bench, like our bench is probably the best it's been. It 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 does correlate. Like if you had to go against, I mean, the year we went to the final four, our freshman, you had to play against Deidre Lawson, KJ Lawson, uh, Mitch Silvio, and I think I can't remember Charlie Moore. Yeah, and Simo. All five high major, like top conference, big name guys, and those are your practice guys. Like, Mitch, you were you were more on red team, but like you, KJ, Diedrich, Silvio, like those are your bigs, and you're playing against dope. Like that's, I mean, iron sharpens iron, and I think that's a big part of why Coach Self loves to have that because he loves to see competition every single day. The more competition you have the more that it translates onto a court where it's like not a big deal. Do you agree with that? Like that it is iron sharpened iron. Oh yeah, no, it's definitely iron sharpens iron. Um, you want to go against the best every day because um, when you get in the game, you're going to be playing against the best, um, especially in the Big 12. Uh, so every day, you know, Coach Self wants to see you go out there and compete. And when you play another good guys, it just elevates your game every day and you, you can't take no days off. So uh, it makes you work for sure. 100%. Well, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, it was a, a great interview. Uh, I'm glad you're uh, spending some time back home. Uh, whenever you get back to Lawrence, hit us up, and uh, we'll have to go out and get dinner or something. Most definitely. I'll show you, I'll show you this place called The Wheel. I'll get you there. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah, Actually, yeah, let's go. You, ever been to the, you ever been to the Dirty Brown? <laughs> <laughs> nah, we're going to try to win a lot, man. We're going to try to win a lot. I appreciate y'all, man. All right, man. All right, All right. That concludes another episode of Rock Chalk Unplugged. Thank you guys for tuning in. See you again soon. Rock Chalk. Rock Chalk.